Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for Oilers Live. We're back for the last half hour of Oilers Live on the drive home. You can find us on edmontonsportstalk.com or tune in at edmontonsportstalk.com. Or if you want to interact with us, go to youtube.ca slash heavy hockey. Got my friend and co-host Dash in the Park with me uh, for the last half hour and guest, Mr. Ryan Lotzberg. Big time writer from Heavy Hockey Network. He's got his latest article out, uh, Changes Under Knobloch. Make sure you go and read that at heavyhockey.com. He's also our feature on the Instagram live tonight. So he's uh, he's the feature guy that you get to see and look at uh, while we do uh, Instagram live tonight. I know if you were a little bit disappointed that you didn't get to see me, but uh, Lotzi is a... Uh, might be an upgrade for some of you. <laughs> soon, to be, soon to be released, Ryan Lotzberg Pogs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, guys. We're gonna uh, we are going to talk about uh, lightning in Florida, but first, in the private chat, Dash wants us to hear Lotzi's thoughts on Connor Bedard from last night. The other, the other, other, other Connor, right? <laughs> Yeah, what did they say? There's four Connors playing in the game last night, four out of the 13 in the league <laughs> playing yep. in last night's game. But uh, that, that release on that first goal, that was just ridiculous. Like, Dirty doesn't even begin to describe that. Like, that was just like a, just this, the quick stick handle, and then it's just on a stick, off a stick, just a little fling underneath Eckholm stick, far side, top yeah. corner. Like, that was just ridiculous. Like that's what Bedard's known for. That's his shot. Like I watched him live at the World Juniors here in Edmonton. Like I, I, both times it was here, the canceled edition or postponed <laughs> yeah, edition, yeah. say, and the and the summer edition, and it was the same sort of thing both times. Like anytime he had the puck on his stick, something good was gonna happen. It's like he doesn't take games over with his speed, and like he's obviously not the biggest guy. He's he just knows where to be to let the puck find him. Like he can he he can trail the play, he can find the soft ice, and he gets himself in the position to get that ridiculous shot of his off. So yeah, he'll put up a lot of points in the in the NHL just because of his shot and his awareness. Yeah, hundred percent. Dash, I mean, I got to get your opinion. I'll give mine, and then yeah, you yeah, you give yours. Yeah. I mean, you saw the third edition of that World Juniors and saw them live as well, right? So oh, you've got yeah. a lot of experience. Yeah, there's no uh, no surprise uh, what we saw last night. Obviously, lots of talk about just that one, you know, one goal. Uh, second and third period, I mean, he was as invisible as the rest of the Chicago Blackhawks, but I think that was more a product of how the Oilers played rather than Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the first, that's what amazed me the most. Like you, we got 30 seconds left on the clock and Connor Bedard is in the Oilers zone and somehow still stick on ice, waiting for that shot into the, into the blue paint, fighting off three, maybe four, maybe six Oilers. I don't know. <laughs> somehow he's like, his eight, stick is still seven of them. If you yeah, ask there had to be seven, seven or eight Oilers there. And he's still got a stick on the ice and dangerous. 
right? And the guy weighs about five pounds. So, you know, he's not, you know, toughing his way out of there. Uh, so, hey, I like he he's, you know, he's new to the league. He's he's lighting it up in terms of scoring goals as far as a rookie is concerned. Uh, he's everything I I thought we'd get. You know, he's not, you know, if anybody thought he was going to overtake uh, Connor McDavid right away or at all, I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> I think that's just wishful thinking or maybe among the group of folks out there that hope to see McDavid fail. Uh, but he's going to be an elite, he is an elite talent and he's going to be for a long time. I mean, it's fun to watch. I love games like this. Like, I love watching guys like this play in the league. And, um, you know, watching that goal last night, that release. Uh, hey, it's fun to watch hockey when it's played like that. Dash? Yeah, I'm pretty convinced he's going to outscore Connor Brown and Connor Murphy. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but you know what? Last night was probably the most excited I've been for the start of an Oilers game this whole season. And, you know, and maybe that was soured because of the start or whatever it was, but like there was legit excitement all day. Like I kept thinking about that game all day. Like, man, what are we going to see here? What's like, what's going to happen? Like, you know, this is when Connor played Sid for the first time and, you know, I'm going to watch this game and that's really cool. And I'm going to remember this and it's all said and done. I, I don't even really remember much about the game and I watched the whole thing, you know, like it was, there was a tad of boredom-ish to it, but. You know what I did love is like, you know, I listened to all the pregame interviews for the first time in a long time. And I really like what Connor Bedard has to say. Like he's more, he's better spoken at 18 than McDavid was at 18. <laughs> it's not incredibly difficult. Well, you know, and maybe that goes without saying, but I mean, I might've been better at 18 than McDavid. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I've heard some of those stories. Um, you know, I, I give the kid credit for, you know, being all humble in his pre-games and then all of a sudden, like, I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Like, three games into the game, three minutes into the game, he just comes in and, oh, here, how about one of these? I, I can, you know, Austin Matthews can do this and me, and that's it. That's it. And, like, you know, I saw Connor take over and go, no, no, kid, this is my game. And he did. He did. He definitely did. But I also saw Connor try to make that same shot, and he couldn't. There's two different, very distinct plays in the game where I was like, oh, he tried to slide off and use the screen and and flick off to that opposite corner, and he missed it both times. So, you know, what I'll tell you maybe left the most impact of the entire thing, and I I told Mess and Michael I wouldn't do this, but I I, I was on the Hangout today uh, earlier on, on Edmonton Sports Talk, and Tommy told us that he watched for this because he had heard this about Connor Bedard. And I went and watched the replay of the goal again. And he's right. Connor Bedard closes his eyes when he shoots. Go look. It's a thing. <laughs> and Tommy seriously, like, was he said, I went straight to practice. And that was what he watched for. But the fact that, like, that's how good he is. It doesn't matter. Right, like when you've shot the puck a hundred thousand times in your life, you, you you don't need to know where the top corner is. You know where the top corner is. That's muscle memory at that point, right? And that's what hit me there, right? I was like ten thousand reps or whatever you want to call it came through there. All he did is slide off at home. Ryan mentioned, by the way, 
was the defenseman he did that to. Is that worth noting? Is that guy any good defensively? I've heard. I mean, how do you defend against a guy that brings it into his feet and lets it go like that? And can shoot the puck 90 miles an hour from any release point, no matter where his hand is on the shaft. Like him and Matthews can do that. Bouchard has flashes of it from the point when I see him walk in the line, he can get shots off on odd angles and he can shoot the pill, but not like Like, those guys. No, his release isn't nearly that quick. Not like those guys. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. We'll we'll wrap up Bedard with this. I heard a bunch of comps last night. I'm not even sure there is one, and I'm not sure it's fair to put one on him, to be honest. You know, and I know you're being facetious when you said five pounds, all he weighs five pounds earlier. And, you know, nobody's taking that seriously. But, like, does he? Because, you know, I heard Patrick Kane as a comp. I've heard Marcel Dion as a comp. I've heard Joe Sackick as a comp. I don't know if any of that's fair. He's short. He's stocky. He's not the greatest skater, and he can shoot the pill. Have you seen the legs on that kid? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, but he's not big. I mean, you saw the way Bouchard sort of pushed him down halfway through the game. Like he's not a big player, but he he plays so damn is- smart that he doesn't need to be the biggest player right like and he is you know he's of, of course big legs and you're a little bit closer to the ground you're going to have a little bit more sturdiness but you still you can't stick in the in the blue paint like that and stay up and have your stick on the ice mm-hmm. unless if you're being smart about it you know that's my point that's why i throw around that he's five pounds because for sure like only a guy that's smart you know i mean <laughs> i would have been I would have been in the corner crying with the amount of pain he was going through, right? Like, strong on your just... skates is strong on your skates. And you know that, and I know that. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it was, I don't know. It was just pretty cool to, to watch that kid play for sure. So according to NHL.com, he's 185 pounds and five foot 10. 185, thick legs. You know, is this a fair comp? What if he's just Alex DeBrincat on steroids? Instead of 40, 50 goals, he's going to score 40, 50 or 60. And that's just what he's going to contribute, and that's goddamn fine. Is that Funny, okay? uh, Debrinkat's, Is that good enough? Debrinkat's 5'8 and 180 pounds, according to... So oh. pretty darn close. Right? I mean, you know, the thing with Connor Bedard, like any of these guys, is, you know, they live, sleep, and breathe hockey from the time they're in the mm-hmm. womb. <laughs> right? Like... Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you know, you watch old video of Connor McDavid and he just, you know, he did, if, if the best guys like the, the Cats did, you know, 80 minutes, uh, uh, you know, of training in a row, mm-hmm. the McDavid's did, you know, a hundred minutes and the Bedard's did a hundred minutes. And in Bedard's case, you know, he clearly took shot after shot after shot after shot. Mm-hmm. And used to, yeah. And then you know you don't get that level of desire if there's not a, you know another level of like a cerebral part of you as well to go along with it that makes them that much smarter. Yeah. You know to play against. Yeah. You know it's the drive, hours. passion, yeah. IQ. The you know like. I've, I'll never forget this story for as long as I live, but it's my best friend's nephew and I don't name names, but he's in the dub now. And you know, like that kid foregone, he, he, he forewent morning cartoons from the time he was two. 
he woke up and begged his parents at two years old to tape Sports Center. That's just that's what he did. And when he came home from school, he shot pucks until his parents told him he couldn't anymore. And that's like that's just all he's done and all he's known, right? And and he loves it. And he loves it. And that's and you know, there's a Crosby's co-host. Lotsy, Lotsy, congratulations. <laughs> um, you know, Lotsy actually watched me on Edmonton Sports Talk today, like a good friend and co-host would. <laughs> Not like you know anybody else on this. Well, I did. I did tune in. I did tune in. Yeah. Three minutes doesn't count. <laughs> Thanks for the view, though. Did you subscribe while you were there? Thanks, of boss. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm a big. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe right now. But you know what? Some stranger run that. We for don't us. say this enough. We talk about Edmonton Sports Talk, and thank you to the guys for letting us be on this slot, this five to six thirty slot, and, and we hope we grow this. And if you go, you know, and if you can give us a subscription while you're here, go to YouTube.ca/slash Heavy Hockey. But it's really easy. I'm in the, you know, I'm in the truck driving around Halifax today, and and I said. Uh, I said, "Hey, uh, Google, right?" I'm just looking to see if my phone's gonna <laughs> go off right now. Uh, but I said, "Play Edmonton Sports Talk on TuneIn Radio," and bam! Lo and behold, they're talking There's about Dash. Surveyor Brett Dash and Surveyor <laughs> Brett and, and the whole and the I whole. On, group I was on Edmonton, but it's Sports that easy. Talk like it's so nice, right? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. I can't even tell my radio to turn into like some am station right like you know i can just digital like, radio it's, baby it's Crystal pretty clear darn easy pretty yeah, darn I mean, easy sounded great uh the guys have done a really good job and uh continue to throw out content uh day after day yeah, and talk about uh yeah they had uh i missed the whole uh part about brett but we'll have to catch up about that oh, anyway i mean this to. is um if the oilers can it can continue to do what they're doing. Brett's a crooked referee. He's really biased. He calls <laughs> penalties that he shouldn't and blah, blah, blah. It was, well, we uh, saw well, that. In the he last waged war on Matthew Awanek. Matthew Awanek waged war back on him. Then on the oil stream, Tommy got on Matthew, Matty's side and has now waged war on Brett as well because Brett was posting nasty screenshots of Tommy. There, you're all caught up. So basically, <laughs> Brett has been talked about now on six straight shows across the Edmonton Sports Talk. Well, that's platform. no surprise. I think he hit two guys. I think he hit the morning show. I think he's so congratulations. <laughs> hey, I, I was Brett. listening to the last few minutes of the lock shop and the, he even was on there today. <laughs> Every show. Every show. Yeah. Once and for all, proving that the biggest star at heavyhockey.com. Yours truly, Surveyor Brett. Yeah, I. you know, we used to do a Monday show with him called Rip the Ref. Oh, maybe we'll bring that back. We should bring now that back. Now we just do that for the in the group chat. Now we just do it in the group <laughs> chat. That's right. Actually, the rep riffs, uh, rips us is really what happens <laughs> no. in that group chat. Let's be honest. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, if I had told my parents I'd be friends with a ref. <laughs> That's what Gee Flaming said today. Yeah, he's doing the games with Pear now, and <laughs> he's gone gone all referee on him. He said he's joined the wrong fraternity. He sticks up for the referees all the time. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's awful. It's awful. All right, uh, we've got a we've got about uh, ten minutes left. 
and maybe a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about, you know, there's, uh, before we're on next week, there's really, uh, what, a few games, I guess, uh, three games before you see us again next week. We've got Tampa and Florida at home. Then we've got a couple days off uh, and New York, the Islanders. Uh, none of those are gimmies. Oilers are now one game over fake 500. And one point out of a wild card. What do they need to do? And what are your thoughts on how they're going to uh, do over these next ones? And is this, you know, are, are we still, you know, are we still being tested? Maybe every game is a test in the NHL, but, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Lotsi, just kind of give us your rundown. Three games, Tampa, Florida, Islanders, sort of expectations, and uh, what the Oilers need to do. Just got to keep doing what they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, like, if they keep playing the way they're playing, like, the results will speak for themselves. I mean, Tampa Bay is always a good team. Now, granted, they're not what they used to be. Edmonds out. Some guys are regressing. Kucherov's leading the league in scoring right now, so he's, he's still he, yeah. yeah, he's still fantastic. But uh, yeah, this isn't the same Tampa team that we've we've come to know over the past decade plus. So we'll see how it goes. Kind of need them. To, or, I need the Oilers to win tomorrow night because I'm I'm going to the game with my buddy who's a Tampa fan. So like I, I got to have that one. <laughs> um, Florida again, solid team. President's Trophy two years ago in Stanley Cup finalist last year. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Kachuk struggling, but Sam Bennett is coming out of nowhere and leading that team in scoring. So one guy's dropping off, the other's picking up the slack. So that's still a really strong team, even with Ekblad and uh, Ekblad being out and Montour having been out for so long. So, I mean, if the Oilers keep playing the way they're going to play, I mean, as a Stanley Cup contender at the beginning of the year and playing up to their capabilities, I think they can take them. Like, I'm not too too stressed, but like you said, no gimme as well. Yeah, there's really, I mean, no gimmies left anymore, right? <laughs> you put no. yourself into this position and there's not a lot of gimmies anymore anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they have to... Um, they have to come out and, and continue to play the way they're playing. Uh, yeah, my thoughts on the next three, and then Dash, I'll let you uh, give your kind of thoughts on it. But um, yeah, Tampa, you know, I think is going to be the easiest of the three. Uh, and that's saying a lot, right, as to how difficult these three are, right? Tampa is, um, the thing about Tampa is they, you know, every you're right like guys are regressing but they still got kucherov right they still got stamkos and you know that this is a team that can they're just smart they can light you up any day of the week right and uh end up being a you know a 10-1 smashing and i you know what i love just like i love the fact i said at the end of the last show i love that the carolina hurricanes were our, were the team we were coming out to after the break right after that weird break because of what the hurricanes did to the oilers last time i think this is exactly the kind of team you want right now especially after facing chicago right because mentally you know guys like mcdavid and guys like dry know that kucherov is no slouch 
right? Like they know that these guys can come out and, and light them up. And, uh, you know, we talked, we've talked a little bit about goaltending earlier, you know, that, yeah, we could maybe use a little bit of an upgrade, but, you know, having said that, then these, these are the kind of players that'll light up, uh, you know, an average goalie in this league. And so I I, like, I love that this game is coming when it is, it's a good test for them, right. To see how they can, you know, stay mentally prepared game after game after game. I think Knobloch's uh, prepared the team quite well game after game after game. I think having a, a day off in between games has been unbelievable for this, uh, for this run. I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think that, uh, you know, the Oilers, I don't think they're going to take the foot, you know, the, the uh, foot off the pedal. Like, I think they're going to come out and do what they can. And then the the flip side to this is they could, they could light up the lightning. Like, how great would that feel for, you know, the confidence of this team, which, you know, they're already ri- riding on a high. But, you know, obviously defensively, the lightning are a little bit suspect right now. And, and even more so with Edmund out of the lineup, right? And, and uh, Vassie not in the lineup. Uh, I love this. I love this game. Now, you know, I said that because you've got then Florida, who you know is a top team in the league, right? And you can come into them with another. You got another uh, game break, a day break, and then and then the Islanders. Uh, and Islanders are you know goaltending wise going to be good. Uh, it's going to be a fun fun little stretch. And then the Oilers get, you know, again, you know, back to back in in the uh, in the New York area, New Jersey, and the Rangers, right? And we'll talk about those next week. But this, to me, is a really, really great stretch for the Oilers. Plus, it's against Eastern teams, so they're, you know, uh, some guys that, uh, you know, some teams that'll throw a little bit of something different at you because you don't see them all the time, you know. I think I'm really looking forward to these next few games, whether they come out of them. I think I'd love to see them, you know, take two of the next three. I'm not, I don't know when the Oilers uh, fun win streak is going to end, but if they can take two of the next three, I'd be really, really happy with that. Yeah. Dash. Well, I said at the end of the last podcast that I didn't care too much about the Winnipeg win, that that wasn't going to mean a whole lot to me on the 30. Uh, It was more about what was, and this was two weeks ago, sorry, but it was going to happen with, with Carolina, right? They had a lot of time to practice. They had a lot of time to get systems in place. They had a lot of time, the D, you know, I know coffee's getting a lot of credit. He's getting credit for fixing the traffic on Stony Plain road and, the bumps on the hen day, but like ultimately Mark Stewart deserves a ton of credit there too. Um, a ton of credit. Um, so like there's, there's a lot of things going right there. Um, what, what I said might happen is if they could beat Carolina and, and finish walk through there, beat the Jersey, which they did handily that they might sweep the rest of the home series. Why am I going to move away from that now? This team's, this team's an, on an absolute heater like a white hot heater. Um, I'm not scared of Tampa Bay right now. Vasilevsky's been you know, sitting cold and going to get on a plane and come to our cold weather after his surgery and Hedman's hurt. And that's, it's not the Tampa Bay that we 
we're familiar with that team's four and six in their last 10 they're getting what four four over four penalties a game good luck with our power play there's not even averaging three goals a game 2.2 and a half goals a game over that stretch um bring it i uh, this is exactly when when i want them walking through like a like a wounded gazelle bring it um, Florida, you think on God's green earth that Evander Kane or Dreisaitl are going to let Taychuk walk into the Rogers place on hockey night in Canada and do anything in that game? Nuh-uh. I Bennett, he can't even do a chin-up. What's he going to do against Evander Kane? You kidding me? No way. There's no way. So we walk out of this homestand undefeated, and then we take that confidence on the road, and we go play that way against the Islanders, who we've played fairly well recently and go in against New Jersey and play the same game. We played against them where we only gave up three up three day, where we only gave up three high danger scoring chances. Go play that game again. Then go beat the Rangers too. Like, I, let's do it. It's going to be 13 in a row. This team's never going to lose again. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go that far for sure. But uh, Hey, you know what? Playing the way they're playing, let's go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. I, this is just the best they've played for as long as I can remember. You know, like on both sides of the puck, that's what makes it different, right? Like they're not having to outscore their opponents, but they they would anyway. Next team, <laughs> right? we're going to be talking about yeah. the team that beat the franchise record for most wins in a row, which is unbelievable that it's only nine. Right? Isn't that like? Does it, every time I hear that, I think there's no way that's real. Is that real? Is that, is that confirmed? <laughs> I mean, everybody's been saying it, but is that confirmed? We might need Eric Friesen. Yeah, uh-huh. we might need Eric Friesen to confirm something too. But isn't Bouchard on some sort of point streak that for games in a row that's approaching coffee too? No, no, no not approaching not coffee. Coffee's, <laughs> coffee's <laughs> is twenty-eight games. Oh, twenty-eight games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, not quite approaching coffee, but it was heard in passing. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. That one's still a little. Still got some. Little, still got but, some time. Put that into context. Oh, Bouchard's second longest in Oilers franchise history for defensemen at 12 games right now. Is that, well, is coffee, that really what it is? Yeah, yeah. so Bush is in second. And All right, that must have been what I heard in passing then. All right, okay. Yeah. Either, you know what, either way, that's snow slouch, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Bouchard's been on fire lately, but yeah, I still got a ways to go to catch coffee. All right, guys, we're, uh, we're going to uh, sort of shut it down. I'm going to let um, Dash have the last word. Uh, Lotsi, really appreciate you coming on. Again, if you got a chance, go to heavyhockey.com. Uh, check out uh, Ryan Lotsberg's latest, which is Changes Under Knobloch. Uh, kind of outlines some of the changes we've seen from defensive zone, offensive zone, uh, and you can have a look there. Tell us what you think. Put some comments on there at heavyhockey.com. Uh, you can find uh, Ryan Lotzberg at uh, Lots Ryan on uh, on X. And um, you know, just uh, he's a good guy. Make sure you give him a follow and follow us at uh, YouTube.ca/slash heavyhockey. And make sure you go to heavyhockey.com. Check out, there's a, on the top menu, there's a thing called the Heavy Hockey Showdown, which is back 
for uh, we're raising money for the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, much needed uh, charity. Uh, and you know, last year uh, with the uh, Oilers Girls Night, we raised I think over twenty five grand, if I'm not mistaken. It was a lot of money. Doesn't you know whatever it was, it was a lot of money, and it went to a good cause. And uh, we want to do that again this year. And we need your help. So make sure you check that out at heavyhockey.com. It's going to be February 24th and 25th. So the first night we're going to have a, a pre-game event, pre-Oilers game event. Uh, venues TBD right now. And then the, uh, the Heavy Hockey Showdown, which is a charity hockey game in support of the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, will happen on February 25th at the Downtown Community Center. And we should have the regular folks out there. Plus, we're going to be playing a team from Edmonton Sports Talk. So it's going to be heavy hockey. Look, the sirens are going off. We got lots oh. happening here. Like, Where's the pyro? That's big news. Big There's news. peril in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Edmonton Sports Talk versus the Heavy Hockey Network. Uh, should be a good showdown for sure. All right. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. No, thanks uh, for having me. I'll let uh, Dash get the last word tonight. And uh, everybody else, have a great night. Uh, yeah, just congratulations to Surveyor Brett on having the biggest radio day of his entire life. That's Congratulations for hitting the cycle and beyond there. Um, you know what? Showdown's pretty exciting, you know, to have uh, this type of charity hockey game available to us and that we've you know gonna put on the map and started and now we'll be able to take it to the next level this is gonna be pretty cool so you know we'll all be on the same team now lotsy you don't have to play with those other guys and you know it'll be heavy hockey versus edmonton sports talk and you know come on out and see dusty and tommy and everybody else play against us and help us raise some money it'll be fun night everybody life.